Have you ever felt paralyzed by the expectation of being more than enough? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Just Enough Podcast. I'm Angie, and I'm just a mom, just a wife, just a pastor, just a friend, just whatever. And many times, I'm just plain tired. Trying to keep up and being more than enough for everyone in our lives will keep us from living the lives that God has intended for us, leaving our dreams and the life that we want just out of reach. So welcome to the journey where I hope that you find that you are just enough. Hi, and welcome to the Just Enough podcast launch. I am so excited, and honestly, I'm really honored that you would take a few minutes out of your day to spend with me. So I figured we would kick this whole thing off with an introduction and just a little bit of background as to why this podcast has come to pass and that or come to be. And uh, hopefully this will bring you value, bring you encouragement, inspiration, and maybe some laughter along the way. So my name is Angie Lockridge, and my husband Lance and I have been married for 29 years this May. So in just a month, we'll be celebrating 29 years of marriage. It has flown by in a flash. Um, If you ask Lance, he might say it has felt like 50 years. (laughs) But um, I will tell you, it has been the best 29 years of his life for sure. Uh, But since he's not here to... uh, defend himself. I will just go on from there. I'm sure that he will make an appearance um, in the podcast from time to time. And I will be glad to have him on and and just to speak uh, some encouragement and truth to you. Uh, We have had the pleasure of raising three amazing kids, two of whom are married, and one is in graduate school, and we could not be prouder as mom and dad. Um, We've got great kids and have really truly enjoyed the journey of raising children and then them becoming adults. It's been, you know, a different transition, especially with our youngest going into graduate school and moving out of the house, you know, pretty much permanently. And although he may come back from time to time, it's just been really odd to see how that, or not odd, but just it, it's been fun, but it's just different to see how our relationships kind of morph into something new. And I remember some advice I was given a long time ago when my kids were little. And they said, don't wish your kids stay babies forever. Because if you do, you're going to miss the joy of every season. And I am so glad that I listened to that advice and took it because I truly have enjoyed every stage of life, every season of life with them. From when they were little to those awkward, you know, middle school years to the teenage years where they, you know, knew everything and I knew absolutely nothing um, to where we are now and blossoming into new relationship with one another. And it's just really been great. And I find that it has been quite the journey and we have had the pleasure of serving in ministry for the last 25 of our 29 years together. And we spent nine and a half of those in youth ministry. 
which was an absolute joy. It's where we found our passion for students and our heart for young people. And I still never got away from it because when we uh, decided to walk through an open door of ministry to become lead pastors in Adrian, Missouri, where we currently pastor uh, just 16 years ago, um, I continued the... (laughs) the service of youth pastor and still currently serve as our youth pastor. So students are, are really the heartbeat of my heart as far as ministry goes. Um, I love ministering to students. I love ministering to young women and that transition time between high school and adult ministries. That has just been a real passion of mine to make a connection there and to help young people really find their way and, and their call in their life, whether that is in the corporate world or, you know, furthering their education or in the ministry, whatever it is that God has for them. And it's just been a real joy to be a part of that process. And so um, I still currently serve as our youth pastor, but my husband and I are our lead pastors in Adrian, Missouri, which is about 50 miles south of Kansas City. So we are diehard Royals and Chiefs fans, and we are just really proud of our teams and our city. And so we love serving in Adrian. It's a small community, and we absolutely adore our church. If you think that your church is the best church, I'm sorry. I think it's ours. And (laughs) we really do serve an amazing community, amazing body of believers, and it has just been a real joy uh, being a part of their lives for the past 16 years, and we hope for many to come. And uh, they actually like us, too, so I think it's a good match. But I wanted to just share with you kind of where this podcast came to be, because honestly, if you would have asked me um, if I was going to be doing a podcast a year ago or even six months ago, I would have said, you're crazy. (laughs) Like, what do I have to say? And I had a friend of mine who was, you know, you, you know, those friends that you have that just really... They say things to you and you're just like, oh, man, they just give you so much good wisdom and nuggets. And that's my friend Erin. And she was talking to me one day and I was I was kind of in the blues. You know, 2020 was kind of crazy for us. It was kind of hard for us um, as pastors because we weren't able to meet together. We had to learn how to FaceTime or do Facebook Lives and and how to get our, our, our messages out to people and to connect with our church through a pandemic. I mean, no one had ever done that before. And we were, you know, we, we did okay. We, we stuck together, you know, a little bit. We were able to do the Facebook Lives, like I said, and, and to kind of keep our church connected. But for a church who likes to serve in our community, um, we had to cancel outreaches, a big harvest festival that we do every year. And, and serving is really, honestly, very life-giving to me. And not being able to do that for the whole year of 2020, it really, it, it, it was heartbreaking for us to have to cancel events and to not be in our community the way we uh, desired to be. And so I was talking to my friend Erin and, and I was just telling her, you know, I just, I really feel, you know, like I'm not bringing value. And she said, well, then bring value. And we began to talk about things. And I said, you know, I feel like God is, has been speaking to my heart about a podcast. And, um, she, she was like, I think that that's great. And I think you should do it. Like she's, she's just one of those. that's like jumping the deep end of the pool. Let's do this thing. And here we are today. So this is where, um, this has come from. And I, 
I we got to talking to her, you know, how many of you guys, I, I'm sure that I, I am asking like a pastor, right? So how many of you out here um, question, like, I I can feel like I need to do something and then I question it for like days. Or I I think, oh, that's just, you know, that's just me thinking or that's, you know, who knows, the pizza I ate last night. But I felt like God was stirring in my heart to do a podcast well before this time. So about maybe six months ago, I felt like maybe God was going to bring this, bring this about and, and, and to have an opportunity to speak into hearts and, and beyond my, my small circle. And I got scared (laughs) because like, what do I have to say? I'm not the expert on anything, but I know how to live life. (laughs) I've lived a lot of life in my 47 years and I'm finding that it's an amazing journey that has twists and turns, but none of it takes God off guard. None of it catches him surprised. He knows my path. He knows what goes before me. He knows the road that lies ahead. And he will equip me for what I need when I need it. And I... I tend to kind of talk down to myself. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes we do that where, you know, where we wouldn't let someone else say anything negative about themselves. Like if, if I said, oh, I don't like my hair, my friend would be, oh, what are you talking about? Your hair is great. Like, and, and I mean, I'm using hair as an example, but you know what I mean? Like I will say, oh, I am just a mom. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a pastor. I'm just this. I'm just that. I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of, I, I, I don't, I'm not equipped to do that. And my friend Aaron said, that's it. You're just a mom. You're just a pastor. You're just a friend. You're just a whatever. That's your podcast. And you know what? She was right. <laughs> because I got to thinking back, you know, I saw something a while back and it was, you are more than enough. And I'm sure that for some people, and maybe you that's listening, you've seen that and you're like, ah, yes, I am more than enough. I can do this. And maybe it inspires you and it motivates you and you are ready to conquer the world. But for me, that phrase absolutely paralyzed me. Because when I look back at my life and when I look at my life today, I realize I am not enough on my own for anything. Certainly not more than enough. And it got me to really a place where I was really questioning, like, okay, I'm, am I even able to do this podcast? Like, I was, am I even able to lead my youth? Am I even able to lead my church? Am I able to lead the the young women's ministry um, that I I help with? Am I able to do my job? Am I able to work at the church? Am I able to be a friend? Even am I able to be a daughter and a good one at that? I mean, am I able to do anything on my own? And my answer was no, I am not enough on my own. It is only by God's strength and God's grace that I am enough for any job that I have, any task that I have, any person in my life. It is not necessarily because of what I am on my own, but who God is in me that makes me enough for my kids and my husband and my friends and my youth and the young adult ministry and all of the things. And so I got to thinking, as I was 
looking through scripture, I came across the passage in John and in Matthew where it was talking about when Jesus was feeding the 5,000. And, you know, Bible scholars will say that it wasn't just 5,000 that day, that it was more likely the upwards of, you know, 12 to 15,000 because they only really counted the men at the event that day. And so it's a huge crowd had, had gathered and here Jesus is, you know, looking out at this crowd and he looks at the disciples and he said, you know, they've come a long way. Why don't you go ahead and feed them? <laughs> and the disciples, I'm, you know, this is just, I'm such a visual person that I tend to read something and I can like see it like playing out in my mind. So in Angie's mind, which could be a scary place, but in Angie's mind, I'm seeing the disciples look at Jesus like he has, you know, he's truly lost it. Like how in the world are we supposed to feed all of these people? Like there's no way it's too big of a job. It's too big of a task. And Jesus says to them, go and gather what you can. And what happens next is amazing. It's, I mean, it's, it's miraculous. Not only did the disciples obey and go, where that's where I sometimes struggle. And I don't know about you, but sometimes God says go and I say, but. And I stop and I keep myself from moving forward in the direction that he wants me to go. Again, he has my path set about out, of, out before me. He is not surprised by what is ahead. And he can see as far as the end of my story. And here I am saying, but God, I don't have enough. But God, I don't have this or I don't have that. And the disciples were doing that very same thing. They were like, but God, we don't have enough. You know, Jesus, we don't have enough money to buy food to feed these people. He said, go and gather what you can. And so he did. They did. And they went and they found this one kid whose mom packed him a, you know, lunchbox and it had five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, that's great. And he took it. <laughs> and with the disciples, I mean, how would they have felt? I mean, I, I, I try to picture it. What were they thinking as they walked up to Jesus with this little lunch of five loaves and two fish? <laughs> I mean, I know that they had seen him turn water into wine. I know that he had, they had seen him do miracles, but, you know, walking up with this tiny thing in their hand. And I feel that way sometimes with my life. There are times when I just, <laughs> I think, you know, God says, gather what you have, Angie, and bring it to me. And I will have the smallest amount of faith or the smallest amount of ability or the smallest amount of talent in my hand. Almost ashamed of it at how small it is. And sometimes I don't want to give it to him because I'm afraid or I'm ashamed. But when I give it to him, he says, that's just right. And he takes it and he blesses it and he gives it back to me. And I have never found him to fall short, just like the disciples that day. So the disciples that day, they have these, you know, five loaves and two fish. And he says, okay, get 12 baskets. So each of them have a basket. Who knows how big these baskets were? I would, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm maybe it gives the, the dimensions. I'm not sure, but they've got these 12 baskets and 
as Jesus blessed this small offering, he began to break it. And miraculously, as they stood there in a circle, each of their baskets was filled. So that's miracle number two, I guess. Number one was that they actually went and gathered the boys' lunch. Number two is that they watched these baskets be filled to abundance. And then the third thing, as they passed it among the crowd. Again, we're not talking just 5,000. We're probably talking twelve to 15,000 people. They watched as those baskets continually refilled. There was never, they never ran dry. There wasn't any disciple up in the crowd saying, hey, anybody else have some fish? Anybody else have some bread? I'm all out. No, <laughs> each of their baskets, every handful that was taken out, a, another amount of bread and fish appeared in the basket. At the very end, they brought everything back and they came back to Jesus, each holding their own basket full of bread and fish. <sighs> wow. I can't imagine what it would have been like to have been there and seen that with my own eyes. But when I really think about it, I've seen that in my life over and over and over and over again. As God has said, Angie, just give me what you have. I promise to make it just enough for what you need. Just enough for what you need as a mom to talk your kids into, um, you know, just helping them through situations and to talk them, I was going to say, talk them off the ledge when their heart is broken or when they're facing a big assignment. And God bless all of you having to deal with common core math because I don't even know how you're doing it. But, you know, I think about the youth ministry and, and God, you know, I'm not, I'm not the coolest and I'm not the hippest and I'm certainly not the youngest anymore. But Angie, give me what you've got and I'm going to give you just enough for what these students need. As a wife, it's the same thing over and over again. No matter what our situation is, whatever we have, the smallest amount that it might be, as ashamed of it as you might think you are, as small as your faith is, as small as your abilities or your fears or anything is, in the hands of God is just enough. And so I really hope that as we go through this journey together, um, that you are inspired, that you are encouraged, that you can find that you don't have to be more than enough, that you can simply be just enough with what God has given you and that God will give you just enough for each day. And so I want to flip the script on that word just instead of it just sounding like it's not enough. Just a mom, just a pastor, just a friend. Instead, we are all just enough. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me today. I hope that between now and when we meet again, that you remember to embrace every single day, its joys and its challenges, knowing that who you are and what you have is just enough. <laughs>